0: Only Three Lads is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast family, home to some of the best music podcasts on the planet. Visit PantheonPodcast.com to discover more. And if you like what we do on O3L, we kindly ask you to please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the show on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on right now. It really helps us more than you know.
1: And it's here where our journey through time begins to exhume that
2: rarest of pop cadavers, the one-hit wonder. we are back for another exciting episode of the only three lads podcast where we take a look at the golden age of alternative music from 1974 to 1999 that 25 year period once again thank you so much for joining us we love it when you're here we love talking music with you i'm uncle greg we have the phd of music brett vargo and the ambassador of love bueno
3: what's up world
2: what's cooking man
3: what's
0: cooking what is cooking i don't know your uh, lemon spaghetti was cooking yeah
3: did you see the turkeys i did there was three of them one of them was a little underdone uh-huh and i look like i was ready to get chopped off the head <laughs> yeah those those were some pretty just dis- you know uh brett
2: you do come up with some pretty disturbing pictures yeah, and that's just very, that, disturbing. yeah that's worth half the price of admission right there i like to think so yes they're awesome. So this week, what we're looking at is our top five one-hit wonders. And we were just discussing this. It got really hard because there's a lot of great bands out there that had one, maybe one-hit wonder on the U.S. chart. But then you look at other charts, and all of a sudden, they got you know, maybe 27 they peaked at with another song. And so it got really tough. And finally, I'm sure I'm going to screw up on a couple of mine, but I know that there are at least one-hit wonders in the U.S. and possibly in the U.K. and Canada. So I went with kind of... I don't know, the Western Hemisphere. We'll forgive
3: you. All right. Yeah. And Uncle Greg's book. That's all right. Yeah. yeah.
2: So I'm sure I screwed some things up. Cause like, you know, Frankie goes to Hollywood. You could find it. Hey, the one hit wonder. And then wait a second. There's two tribes and that charted. And then there's yep. all these other bands where maybe they started off and they had like a pseudo hit, like a number 38, you know, and then they came out with their big song that they're all known for and their signature song that we still know. Um, yep. I did not pick uh, Dexie's Midnight Runners
3: oh because they
2: are far from a one hit exactly but if you look at that of them up you'll find chart after chart or like you know article after article in different you know music magazines that say the one hit wonders and you're like wait a second that's not true
0: yeah because americans are stupid well i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) well i just defended our homeland (laughs) wow all
3: right (laughs) (laughs) we're only
0: only a couple minutes into it too
3: (laughs) uh-huh
0: I can't believe that the chance is finally here where I can have Matthew Wilder on one of my lists. Because oh. you guys know how I've tried slotting men in everywhere. The top five female singers, the top five punk albums. It just hasn't really worked out. But anyway, just I jest. I jest. When I was coming up with one-hit wonder songs, I decided not to get too academic about it. We were talking about this, how you know we were looking at like you know, the Yugoslavian polka charts and the UK indie charts and all these different charts. I went for artists where the song that I chose was the only one to hit the top 40 of a major singles chart. So all those little ancillary charts, whatever, they didn't matter. So that's kind of the way I attacked it.
3: I went the other way. I went for just top 40. If I didn't see a top 40 for that artist for that song, then yeah, they probably made my list. Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Wow. And that was the same way with Bueno. I started off pure,
2: but then after a while, I started saying, to hell with this. If it's not a chart that I've ever heard of, to hell with it. And I'm going to
3: pick the damn
2: song because,
3: you know, I know. I did the same thing, but I pulled out the K-Rock and the 91X lists from back in the day. And next thing I know, there's some songs right there that I found that that's where I got them all from. So thank you. Thank you, guys. Yeah, perfect. It worked. Well, Brett,
2: I think that you're kicking off our top five one-hit wonder list this week. What's your number five? Hi, kids!
0: Hi. Yes,
2: the New Zealand accent's back, but only for that.
0: My number five choice is Tally Ho by The Clean, reaching number 19 on the New Zealand singles chart in 1981. The Clean had a couple of EPs that charted in the top 10 in the early 80s, but this was the only time one of their singles troubled the top 40. Tally Ho was the second single released by the now legendary, very influential Flying Nun record label after the track Ambivalence by the Pin Group, but it was definitely the first hit for the label. Halley Hope represents everything that I love about early 80s indie pop, and in particular, the New Zealand scene that became known as the Dunedin Sound. Simple, direct, primitive, shambolic, chugging, chiming, 60s-influenced pop music at its best. Combining the guitar drive of the Velvet Underground with Rinky Dink organ, it's an insanely catchy touchpoint for lo-fi indie rock. And get this, the track was recorded for $60. I think that's 60 New Zealand dollars. Don't ask me what that translates to in the U.S., but it probably sounds like it. But I can tell you that it packs more wallop and joy for me in two and a half minutes than 20 Mariah Carey chart hits could ever hope. It's proof positive that a great pop record need not be expensive or even technically proficient to leave its mark. And dig this. Every musician on this record would go on to become New Zealand indie royalty. Leader David Kilgore has enjoyed a prolific career, leading several bands simultaneously, and was awarded a member of the New Zealand Order of Merit in 2001. Brother and drummer Hamish Kilgore formed the Mad Scene in the 90s, of course, including our episode 15 guest Robert Vickers. Bassist Robert Scott has led the same four-piece lineup of his band, The Bats, for almost 40 years, right up to their newly released album, Foothills. And that wonderful organ line in Tally Ho comes courtesy of Martin Phillips, who masterminds one of the most famous... Of all flying nun alumni, the Chills. So tally ho and away we go. I could think of no better track to lead off my list than the Clean's one-hit song "Tally Ho." Tally ho!
3: Tally ho! Away we go! Tally ho! Like away from we go! Sally Fields. Hip flying hip nun. cheerio!
2: Cheerio! And just to uh, tell you, apparently, uh, for every one New Zealand dollar. It'll cost you $1. forty-two in American money. So that $60 would be $85 as of today. All right. Well, that's wow. still pretty cheap. Still pretty good under a hundred bucks. Absolutely. Yeah. Not bad at all. all How'd right. you come up with that so quick? Um, Google. Uncle Greg um, is a mastermind. Yeah, yeah. Believe me. I can't. Yeah. Math, English, language. It doesn't really go for me. But uh, if I hit Google, it goes boom, boom, boom. And there it is. I can follow instructions. <laughs> exactly. Wow. You are a master Googler. <laughs> master of something i don't know what bueno no it's me i'm oh it's uncle gray i'm the meat in the middle yeah. so i get to go second that's a nice vision thank you <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's yeah sorry <laughs> we, we go we we always go in the gutter every episode a little bit sooner <laughs> than the last time so uh i don't know that's just how we cuddle at my house people go i want to be the meat in the middle, and then that's that's it family cuddles. you're the cream in the oreo I always like to be on the end. That way I can escape very quickly if I have to. (laughs) Um, But kicking off my list of the top five one-hit wonders is an English band that released a lot of singles but hit with only one in 1980. The song has been covered by numerous other artists. The song charted all over the world. Number 18 U.S. Billboard Hot 100, 22 U.S. Adult Contemporary. Number 6 in Switzerland and Ireland. It hit number 5, number 1 in France. And of course, it hit number 11 in the Netherlands everybody's got to learn sometime from the corgis it's just a perfect song perfect harmony uh the synth is haunting that's a real beautiful song it's one of those songs that if you have a teenager in your life and they get their first heartbreak play that song for them oh it's a great song but everybody's got to learn sometime it's a song that's like now 40 years old but it's never gets old i love the song number five this week for me the corgis everybody's got to learn sometime
3: wow
1: Everybody's gotta learn sometime. Everybody's gotta learn sometime.
2: Everybody's gotta learn sometime. Great track. I dude. love that song. I remember the first yeah. time yeah. I heard it. I was just like, whoa. And it just kind of it just hypnotized me.
0: Do you have a particular favorite cover version? Because it's been covered a heck of Beck, a lot. Beck. Beck yeah. did a good. Beck did yes. one. Right? I yeah. Beck, yeah. and that was on
2: a, a Jim Carrey movie uh, Eternal. Something of this, something else. Oh, mind spotless mind. There yes. you yes. go. And oh, so, but I still version. like Give the Corgus oh. better though than Beck. But Beck does a good one. Um, so yeah, there was a bunch of another song on my list had somebody cover it. Uh, but it's not as good as the original for sure. Erasure did a good version too. Really, I, I got to hear that one. I yep. probably heard, there, yep. probably heard it before, but I can't. I'm gonna have to hear it later. It's from their covers albums,
0: other people's songs, some people's songs, something like that. Ooh, I probably like it. Vince Clark. Yeah,
3: you would.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, that's my number five.
3: Well, let's go back to that movie real quick. Let's go. That movie just freaked me out. I watched that movie for like two weeks after I watched that movie. I was just like freaked out. I don't know what the heck that movie put me through.
1: Flashbacks. Yeah, I don't know (laughs) what it
3: is. I'll never watch that movie again. Hmm. So my number five, it's it's too late to fall in love with Sharon Tate, uh, Jim Carroll. You guys know Jim Carroll. Released January 3rd, 1980. No, okay. No, I don't. I yes. basketball, oh, diaries, so. basketball Diaries.
2: Basketball yeah. Diaries. People Who Died. People Who
3: Died. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's too late to fall in love with chair and Tate. But it's too soon to ask me for the words I want called on my tune. I think it's time.
3: Great great artist. I was lucky enough to see him at the Reseda Country Club promoting the Catholic Boy record and it actually it was kind of fun. They stopped by the record store across the street before the concert on Canby and signed some records and they kind of had this really weird cult following because uh, I met some of the people and they said they were following him kind of like all over the country and stuff and it was pretty cool and uh, Patty Smith actually told him, you know, hey, get your ass up and get out there and uh, he listened and Next thing you know, uh, he was doing some pretty good music. And watch the video. Uh, There's somebody playing drums that's very, very famous in this video. So uh, it's incredible. That's my number five, top five, one-hit wonders. Jim Carroll, It's Too Late to Fall in Love with Sharon Tate. So that charted, but people who died did not? Not. Wow. It was like
2: 44th. Wow! Ooh, look at that. Yeah, sometimes like he'll do. You'll get like your hit, and then that, that's what I found with a lot of these bands. They'll get then their follow up is even bigger, or um, but you never heard of it. So that was really that's what made this so challenging this week. But the that's why, yeah, yeah,
3: that's just weird. It's Very tough this week, bastards. Yeah. All right. What's your number four? All right.
0: Well, my number four is a song that may not be politically correct nowadays. But it's Johnny Are You Queer by Josie Codden, first released in 1981 on Bomp Records. Now, Bomp, by the way, looms about as large in my world as flying Nun, as far as record labels go. Its legendary catalog of jangly power pop and garage rock set the bar for American indie labels. Johnny Are You Queer actually hit number nine on the Canadian singles chart, eh? When re-released in 1982 and did not chart at all on the U.S. Hot 100. Actually, the closest thing that Cotton had to a U.S. pop hit was a number 74 showing for the brilliant follow-up single, He Could Be The One. But the history of this song, Johnny Are You Queer, fascinates me to no end. It was originally based on a 1978 song by L.A. hardcore band Fear called Fetch Me One Beer. And yes, P.S., it sounds clever if you don't realize that many of Fear's songs are about beer. But anyway, the song was reappropriated by the Go-Go's managers at the time. Bobby and Larson Payne and became a staple in the Go-Go's early live sets, and you can actually hear their version on the excellent 1994 compilation, Return to the Valley of the Go-Go's. When the Go-Go's had a falling out with the Payne's, they took the song and forbade the band from ever playing the song again, although it would return in the Go-Go's post-reunion set list. So the song was then given to Josie Cotton, and thank goodness for that, because she works wonders with it. It's a magical slice of girl group inspired new wave. Interesting study, too, in how times have changed. Upon its original release, many protested it as promoting homosexuality. Now it could be perceived as being insensitive or taken as a put-down. Actually, I look at it as neither, but rather a humorous statement of extraordinary arrogance on the part of the song's narrator. Johnny, I'm so hot that if my advances don't turn you <laughs> on, you must <laughs> not like girls. Well, honey, maybe he's just not that Indian. You ever think about that, huh? Wasn't
3: it in Valley Girl?
0: It was in Valley oh, Girl. Yeah. yeah. with a couple others. I think he could be the one. And uh, what's the other one? Uh, something about school. But whatever, just enjoy the song because it is awesome. Yeah, it is. As is, I will recommend the entirety of Josie's convertible music album. And in just under three minutes, it packs more wallop and joy for me than 20 Justin Bieber chart hits could ever hope. <laughs> and that's my number four, Johnny Are You
2: Queer by Josie Codden.
3: Oh, that's a great song. It is a great song. song. I
2: yeah. would bet that if you took a survey of gay men, a lot of them probably like that song. It's a fun song to dance to. It's not saying anything derogatory. I think maybe the term queer, but even that nowadays is not seen as, you know, like other, you know, words that you can use to describe somebody who's gay. Yeah. You right. Know. We're queer and we're proud. I mean, I you know what? Hey, if if you know somebody who's gay, ask them, especially a gay man. And if you are a gay man, go to our Facebook page and tell us what you think about Josie Cotton. I would bet that most people do not find it offensive. But I could be totally wrong. Well, because I do not mean to offend. No, I don't. And we are queer is in very extremely strange. Oh, well, there you go. People heard <laughs> heard the the behind the scenes stuff, and that's the stuff that we put out. <laughs>
3: There's more, all
2: right. (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. Uncle Greg. Well, the next one hit wonder on my list is a band out of Dallas. In 1995, they released the album I Am an Elastic Firecracker, the album landing at number five on the U.S. Billboard 200. But Tripping Daisy's song, I Got a Girl, reached number six on the Billboard Modern Rock Tracks chart. I
1: got a girl. She smells so sweet.
2: And the song is just awesome. It brings you back to a time when things were just fun. Can we go back to that? Things were just fun. We're just talking about Johnny, Are You Queer Boy. That was a fun song. And this is a fun song. I Got a Girl. The song was written about lead singer Tim DeLafter's wife, Julie Doyle. And yes, the two high school sweethearts, they are still married to this day, 25 years later, with a gang of kids. And of course, they run the band Polyphonic Spree together. If you know the song Light, Day, Reach for the Sun, yes. if you haven't heard that song in a long time, go listen to it after you listen to this podcast. It'll make you so happy. Uh, most people found the song, uh, or you know, most people found this song, um, I got a girl, let's see, what is it? Uh, well, no, actually, uh, what I'm thinking of is, I'm thinking like a tripping daisies, because we were just talking about yep. the internal sunshine of the spotless mind, yep. polyphonic spree, light and day that song was on that soundtrack also
1: yep mm-hmm. so that's
2: where i was going with that my brain sometimes bounces between some speed bumps but i got there finally yeah um, just, your
3: tape just zip back to a, <laughs> a couple
2: a
1: couple of weeks whoo- or whoo- something
2: whoo- it whoo- just happens happens uh-huh. that reel-to-reel tape i got in my brain uh-huh. But um, Tripping Daisies, I Got a Girl, number four this week of my top five one-hit wonders.
3: Great. Was that your number four? Four! Bueno's number four. It's all world destruction, guys. Time Zone. Released December of 84, when the world was in chaos, with the collaboration with Johnny Lydon of Sex Pistols, PIL fame, and Bill Laswell. Love this video. The lyrics, every scene, every note. Perfect. Johnny cursed at the Queen during the original something terrible they said and they released eight singles during the o3l era but this peaked at number 44 so and that was in the uk single chart that was it for them and that was it that was the closest they got to having a song in the top 40. It landed on my top four here at top five one hit wonders time zone world destruction.
1: Good song, good pick.
3: So, yeah, they didn't have a top 40 hit ever anywhere.
2: Some of the best bands don't, though. I know
0: you know. Wait, so they were you're saying they were a no hit wonder? Yes, pretty much. Yep, except for
2: the one hit. So, that makes them a one hit
0: wonder. What did that chart 44?
2: That was the highest charted anywhere. So, in other words, what you're saying is, "Eh." yeah, pretty much. So if it okay. wasn't on Casey Kasem's Top 40. Hey, here's some <laughs> songs that almost made it, but didn't quite. <laughs> yeah. Ain't no one gonna break up my stride. <laughs> yep. Oh, all right. It's the Only Three Lads podcast. Don't forget, you can get us on any of your favorite platforms for any podcast. It's Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, Apple, the iHeartRadio app. And if you have a smart speaker, hey, we're now on Google. So you can just say, play the only three lads podcast and boom we are there hanging out with you stick around of course this week once again looking at our top five one hit wonders during the golden age of alternative music from 1974 to 1999 if you have a list make your top five get over to facebook make sure and like us hit notifications and that way you never miss one of our episodes which we're at 39 now is that correct we are yeah (laughs) almost at 40 oh my god yeah all right. was well, a couple of bonus episodes. Yeah, yeah. We had that one. Whew. If you want to hear behind the scenes, there's a little cussing in there. So, uh, And that's from me, and I apologize. But that's just who I am at times. I'm sorry. That's right. We take you as you are. <laughs> Thank you know. God. Thank God.
3: Yeah. We didn't Stick. hit the beep button fast enough. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Stick around. We'll be up with our number three song on our list coming up after this.
0: Gotta keep on moving.
2: Only three lads. Brett Vargo, Brit Popmaster, and the Chicks dig em. What? That's not him? <clears throat> Brett Vargo, Brit Popmaster, and his wife says, ugh, he's OK. Only three
0: lads. Have you been wondering what to get the O3L fan in your life this holiday season? How about an official Only Three Lads t-shirt? Go to Facebook.com slash Only Three Lads and click on the Shop Now link. We have 12 different designs to choose from with more on the way, including the latest shirt, You'll Come Around, Greg, featuring a retro design with a whimsical rendering of Uncle Greg with a mullet. Nothing will say, I love you this Christmas like that. And we now have 18 different colors available. If you see a design you like and want to change the color up, just message us and we'll make that happen for you. Now back to the show.
3: Too bad you can't just do it once and move on. Well, what you're talking about is a one-hit wonder. A one-hit wonder? What's that? Well, a musical act goes to the top of the charts with a catchy tune and meaningless lyrics. Then they throw a big diva tantrum, lose their label, and they fade to obscurity. Before you know it, their song ends up as elevator music. Years later, they have a reunion concert,
1: and after that, they never sing again. And no one... Members them. Not that I would know anything about that.
2: Welcome back to the Only Three Lads podcast. Once again, thank you for being here. We are nothing without you. We are so glad that this community is building and building. If you could please hit the share button when you see one of our notifications come up for a new episode, because the more you share, the more people get to hear about us and then they get to join this community and they may have some information that we can all enjoy and use and learn something from. So please do that. And that would be wonderful. We would appreciate it. Yeah,
3: we're it. not information hogs. We need some more information. Come on, give it up. Yep. You guys have it. We want it. So come on, give it exactly, up. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, like most of the time when you talk to somebody new,
2: probably 98 things out of 100, you can just completely pay no attention to. But there's always those one or two things you're going to learn from somebody. And that's what's exciting. So you just described every time I speak then right no 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 i you know how much i learned (laughs) from you brett i swear i mean i I enjoy music so much more since doing this podcast truly because of what i've learned from you and bueno and then also on our facebook page people you know talking about different things and then i you know i go on a search i go on a journey and go wow i never even saw that but that's kind of the stuff that i love i love learning it's what it's all about i
3: absorb it like a sponge yeah that's that's what i do like squeeze argy
2: bargy Oh, I I yeah. heard about it, but you know now I live it. See, yep. you see? and that's the there kind of you go. stuff. So I just love it. Yep. This week we're taking a look at our top five one hit wonders. We were already through our four, our fifth and fourth pick, so we're up to number three. Brett, what's yours? Number three is one that I'm sure is ripe for crossover this week,
0: especially given Uncle Greg's pixies fetish, oh. and it's The Breeders' monster single "Cannonball" from 1993. The track barely missed the U.S. top 40, but it squeaked right in at number 40 on the U.K. charts, number 8 in France, and number 35 in, wait for it, Netherlands! The Netherlands! The song is absolutely bonkers and just over the top insanely catchy. It possesses one of the best bass lines of the O3L era, an instantly recognizable snaky guitar line, and a propulsive drum line that keeps the song driving forward. There's an incredible kinetic energy to this record, punctuated by bursts of feedback and distortion in both the guitar and (sighs) Kinney's vocals. And I've got to (laughs) say, I've been in love with this song for the 27 years since its release, and I've never really stopped to pay any attention to the lyrics until today, that is, when I opened up the CD booklet. I've been content to just mumble along phonetically as best as I can, and then come in loudly on the parts that are discernible. So, like... (laughs) Wishing well Mm -hmm. Crash on The Last Splash And you know what? The lyrics don't make any dang sense They're pretty unintelligible and a little stupid. But you know what? So is Louie (laughs) Louie. Rock and roll can be unintelligible, and it can be stupid, and that's the beauty of it. And despite and probably because of it, it is a perfect song. It's playful. It's raw. It's cathartic. And in three minutes and 33 seconds of pure pop bliss, it packs more wallop and joy for me than 20 Drake chart hits could ever hope. That being said, you were the grassy Jr. Drake, And that's my number three, Cannonball by the Breeders. Awesome song. Oh,
2: yeah. Amazing. Great.
0: Love it. Have oh. I ever
2: told you guys I talked to Kim Deal once? No. No. Okay. Well, here it is. Okay. So it was Lollapalooza 93. They were playing Breeders. You know, that song blowing up all over Alternative Radio. So we were setting up because we had whatever we were doing at Lollapalooza 93. And it was right before the gates opened. And so all the beer stands were starting to open and all the concession stands. And so everybody who was like working, you know, like, oh, let's go get something to drink or let's go get something to eat or let's go get a beer. And I'm like, I'm gonna go get a beer, Lollapalooza, woo! Of course this is Phoenix and it's usually they do Lollapalooza here in June where it's about 250 degrees. We would have to get like an ice truck from one of the ice companies. We would put our equipment in there and we would do the broadcast from inside the ice truck because it was so hot, our equipment would melt. Welcome to Phoenix. So anyways, we set everything up and I'm like, I'm going to go over there. And it was a concession stand over by where this gate goes back to backstage because there was nobody there. They were setting up and I walked up and I'm going to get the beer. And all of a sudden, Kim Deal comes from backstage. And she looks at me and goes, "Ugh," and rolls her eyes. I said, I said, I'm not going to bother you. and She, she "Not you because she, she she thought she was going to sneak and get a beer. And then all of a sudden there's a dude standing there. And I knew exactly who it was like that. And she's like. Ugh. and then she rolled her eyes i said don't worry i'm not gonna bother you and uh she said thank you and then she got and i let her, i go you go ahead first and she got her beer and boom and then i was like i just talked to kim deal right on <laughs> uh, and then you know worked the rest of the day of that lollapalooza but that's why i talked to kim deal kim deal was just disgusted by me absolutely she was, well who isn't really you know i mean it's, i'm pretty used to it some women <laughs> like i mean ugh you know, roll their eyes. Their whole body language goes, oh, kill me. And so- well, they, um, they should wear that like a badge of pride. <laughs> I do. Hey, woo. Another woman disgusted.
3: Yeah. Wow. Well, wish I'd get that kind of attention. Batting 1,000. <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude. Hey, you're batting
2: 500. You're in the Hall of Fame. I'm batting like All at right. least 750. Yeah, yeah. So- that's my little. Kim Heck, deal that's story. why I
3: gimp in the Walmart so they all look at me. <laughs> <laughs> on. Oh. Bueno needs his attention. No, I'm, I'm fighting gout. That's all. Oh, okay. So. Well, that's a legitimate excuse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't help it right now. Check <laughs>
0: this out, ladies. I have gout. Uh huh.
3: Look so, at him. Um, He's full. Yeah, I won't jump on those driving things. I'll probably crash in this stuff. Oh, uh, those driving. You co- want to feel my goiter? <laughs> <laughs> and remember those old commercials they make it like look like green
2: pus oh no,
3: it's not that bad
2: guys
3: oh,
2: geez. oh, you opened yourself up to
0: it yeah. sorry
3: yeah i know that's all right uh, hey we're trying to get listeners you know what the heck what could we do <laughs> hey we are
2: connecting there's there are listeners out there with gout also bueno you're not the only one yes
3: all right that is a medical fact that celery juice really worked good this morning
2: good all right well my (laughs) next pick of the one hit wonders is the only in the only three lads era is a band that cites husker do xtc elvis costello and squeeze as influences so i'm sure i am getting both brett and bueno's attention because all those bands are very high on their list Oh, but this yeah, yes. power pop group is called the Posies. They come from Bellingham, Washington. Oh, yes. They had their signature song released in 1993 with Dream All Day. Number four on the modern rock chart and number 17 on the U.S. mainstream rock chart. Dream All Day is listed as number 49 on the 100 Greatest Grunge Washington State Tracks chart. So I guess there's one there, but hmm. they really weren't grunge. They kind of had the light and soft uh, kind of you know verse and then the, the loud with the Dream All Day chorus. listen to it you could totally tell these guys were into the song don't fear the reaper Mm -hmm. so listen to uh dream all day by the posies and then listen to don't fear the reaper and you'll see what i'm saying but they really did blend that marriage of heavy and light harmonies and then they have those bombastic drums that's why i love it this is one of the very first songs i spun when i got into alternative music and i was like god this is awesome But dream all day it is number three on my list this week of the top five one hit wonders Cool. You remember that song? Yep. I'm a big Posies fan. Oh, you there know? you go. Well, I, I knew yeah. you would be with Husker Du and XTC, Elvis Costello. It just screams Brett to me. Yeah. Yep. And bueno. Yeah, and bueno. yeah, and Bueno. Oh, yeah.
0: And around that same time in, in 1993, that was when John Auer and Ken Stringfellow, they joined up with Alex Chilton and Jody Stevens for the
2: reformed big star yes so there you go there you go all right bueno now it's your turn with your number my
3: number three i'll see you on the other side man so released 1980 on brian damage lp this is a great great song frankie was a modder the king of merton park loved playing chicken on the railroad tracks but the 309 was on time goodbye frankie This song and Brian Briggs I mean 40 years old the drums guitar riffs keeps this masterpiece all together I mean it's just an incredible piece of work and I don't know if anybody's even heard of Brian Briggs but uh if you haven't look him up it's called see you on the other side and that's my number three top five one hit wonders Brian Briggs see you on the other side great it's not the rugby player Brian Briggs I know Uh, no nope I don't think I know this one. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Look at that. See, we ah, learn things incredible. every week. Incredible! It is such a great song. I mean, uh, if anybody's heard this, please post. Just a, an amazing piece of work. So, huh? Yeah. Well, you were talking about right mods and our Merden Park. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. He's a king of Merden Park. That's the song. Yeah. Wow. Frankie was a modder. The king of and Park. He loved playing chicken on the railroad tracks, but the 309 was on time. Goodbye, Frankie. Oh, yeah. Well, that's dark Uh and slightly
0: funny.
2: Mm -hmm. Wow. (laughs) There
0: you go.
3: It's a lot better than what I just
2: did, too. I will find that hard to believe. But I do enjoy natural selection. So that's kind of why I want to hear this song. So Mm
3: -hmm.
2: there you go. All right. All right. Your runner up this week, Brett. Okay, well, my number two is a song that turned out to be a blessing and a
0: curse for its creators, and it is Turning Japanese by The Vapors. Mm -hmm. It's a song that's so mercurial, almost Mm -hmm. seemingly gimmicky on its surface. It was an inevitable hit, but also a mighty tough act to follow. Scratching the US top 40, but hitting the upper reaches of the charts in the UK, Ireland, Canada, Australia and New Zealand, Follow-up singles like News at 10, Waiting for the Weekend, Spiders, and Jimmy Jones were arguably superior but languished on the charts. With strong ties to the jam with Paul Weller's father and jam bassist Bruce Foxton co-managing them and touring with the jam on their 1979 tour, the vapors mined a smart, wiry, mod-pop sound not too dissimilar to their more famous friends. Here's the thing, Turning Japanese is a brilliant song, fully committing itself to the title with its blazing eastern-tinged guitar riff. In the pre-internet age, when you couldn't just log on to someone's insta-tick-snap-whatever to catch a glimpse of the object of your desire, the song finds the narrator obsessing over a photo of a woman. Now, there are two things that are unclear to me in the song. Was he actually with this woman or was it a fantasy? The lyrics say she wrote, I love you on the picture, but was it legitimate? Was it a celebrity who wrote it in a love you, darling kind of way? Did he find the picture at the tube station? and It was intended for someone else. Who knows? Tube station. The tube station. subway. The subway. Yes. He well, was down at a the tube station reference. at midnight. Yeah. It is. Well, a little bit. Yes. <laughs> Second. Is he separated and out of reach from this woman because he's in a mental institution? The lyrics say, I've got your picture. I'd like a million of you all around my cell. Is that a cell as in a padded cell? Questions that we may never know. But there's a certain manic claustrophobia that suggests that it may actually be the case. However, head vapor Dave Fenton insists that it's not about what you think it's about, as the legend says. He states that it's, quote, all about the... All the cliches about angst and youth and turning into something you didn't expect to. Hmm. But a read of the lyrics, you're probably right, you filthy animals. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But for three minutes and 41 seconds of frenetic excitement, turning Japanese packs more wallop and joy for me than 20 Pitbull chart hits could ever hope. And that begs the question, how in the heck does Pitbull even have that many hits anyway? Because he is pure evil. Yeah,
3: no love there.
0: And that's my number two.
3: No love with Pitbull.
0: No love with Pitbull. No.
2: What does that have to do with turning Japanese? Absolutely, Absolutely nothing. nothing. All, right. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, yeah, well, at number two this week for me is a song that was an international hit. Landing at number one in Belgium, Ireland, Japan, West Germany, now Germany, a United Kingdom. It peaked at number five on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. Also landed at number five in the Netherlands and in 1983. Oh. The song off their debut album, White Feathers, it's Kaja Gugu with Too Shy. Now, of course, the song produced by Nick Rhodes of Duran Duran and the single topped the U.K. singles chart before any of Duran Duran's songs. So th- there's a little trivia there for you. I remember probably around 1983, 84, they were on tour before Lamal was kicked out of the band, uh, and they were uh, with a culture club. And they were coming to Tempe, and I wanted so badly to go see the show because I loved Kaja wrong. And of course, growing up in my lower middle class blue collar neighborhood where everyone was into Iron Maiden and Judas Priest and everything, when I wanted to go see Kasha Gugu, boy, did I have to uh, really eat a poop sandwich for that one. But I didn't care. (laughs) because I really enjoyed the band, but I never got to go to the show, Wish I did. Then soon after that, uh, Kaja Gugu was done as we knew it. And then of course uh, they were in, uh, remember VH1's- Band Reunited. Band Reunited, they did that. And then like between, I wanna say 2007 to like 2012, 2011, they started touring Europe and they made millions doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, But you could tell that they really, like the guitarist, and I wanna say the keyboardist really hated Lamal just their body language around them. If you kind of go and look at the uh, interviews while they were doing that, those tours in Europe between those years, you know, because like the three guys, the bass player, the guitarist, I want to say maybe the drummer, but they, they all grew up together on the same block. And he was the outside guy, but they were all like normal. And he was like, you know, Captain Hollywood and uh, yeah. And that's when they kicked him out. But of course, they were never the same after that. But what a great song great band uh and i hope that they do one day get back together and just you know do a show even just do a song on a tv show so i can see it but never got to see them live but still would number two this week of my top five one hit wonders kasha Gugu with too shy yeah i remember hearing that on k-rock back in the day oh it was on mtv you couldn't escape it no yeah. yeah. i believe in dutch
0: kasha goo means teased hair yeah i think it does i think it does yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: that's a little language lesson for y'all out there well, thank
3: you that's awesome. all right and Ooh. did
2: you enjoy the poop sandwich? Uh, no, that's the whole problem with poop sandwiches or grabbing the poop end of the stick. Uh, oh, it's the not enjoyable, sandwich. but sometimes you got to do it and tell everyone to help you.
3: What's that one video with on the, off- the offspring? The guy sneaks in a poop sandwich on him. I can't remember what video that was. I missed that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. What's your number two? My number two is uh, I'm kind of... I'm not figuring out what I want to pick. I'm kind of still caught between two songs by the same artist. So the Bongos, you guys know the Bongos, right? Oh yeah. Eighty-three. So they had one single. That was a twelve-inch, and it had numbers with wings and Barbarella. So I'm stuck between those these two new wave jingle jangly pop songs, Brett. So, but I, I think I'm gonna go with Barbarella. I mean, okay. the great drum lines to start this. I mean, is is amazing. But I'm telling you, "Numbers with Wings" is is a fantastic song, and I hate to throw this one, you know, down the down the road, but I'm gonna have to. But you know, they also had like eight other singles and a couple remixes. But uh, otherwise, this is a great song. If people haven't heard this song, and these guys came from uh, Jersey and they had ties to Power Pop, and actually RCA actually put their songs out, so. Uh, that landed as my number two this week uh, top five one hit wonders the bongos man barbarella you know i think they actually took the name from uh miss barbarella back in the late 60s movie barbarella? Jane, Jane Jane Fonda. Fonda.
0: yeah yeah uh, that also spawned duran duran oh, she yeah. looked good in that movie
3: oh yeah she did gosh yeah she That's still looks good today
2: It would take a lot more beers, that's for sure. But Barbarella...
3: I don't know the way she's talking. She hasn't had a man in 35 years. I don't think it would take many beers at all.
2: Hey, Bueno's eligible and he has gout.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uncle Greg's (laughs) eligible (laughs) and he doesn't. (laughs) Oh
2: my God. All right. This is the only three lads podcast where we take a look at the golden age of alternative music from 1974 to 1999. Now here's the deal. We are taking a look at our top five one-hit wonders of our era. Now, here's what we need to do. We need you to go to Facebook. Give us your list. We'll talk about it next week. Maybe you have something on there that we skip. Maybe you're yelling at our list. Maybe you're going, yep, that's one of the greatest songs ever. But we don't know if you don't tell us. So go to our Facebook page. Make sure and like us and hit notifications. And we will give our number ones coming up after this.
1: Yeah, I told you it was a knucklehead. Come on, guys. Your youth. No shape, no
2: stems, no seeds.
1: Hey bud, let's party!
2: (laughs) But we all evolve. Of course I'm doing laundry. Saturday night is laundry night. Rack up cool points with only three lads.
0: A few notable releases coming out soon from the fine folks at Cherry Red Records. Out now is Iggy and the Stooges' You Think You're Bad Man? chronicling five live shows from the Stooges' final year in 1973 and 1974, as well as a four CD box rounding up the collected works of underrated Manchester punk band The Drones. In January 2021, look for a six CD box of Buzzcocks live and radio session tracks, recorded between 1989 and 2016, entitled Late for the Train, and a two-CD, one-DVD expanded reissue of Mark Allman's 1988 solo album, The Stars We Are.
2: We are back here on the Only Three Lads podcast, where we take a look at the golden age of alternative music from 1974 to 1999. I am Uncle Greg. Once again, we have the PhD of music, Brett Vargo. Pip-Pip. And the ambassador of love, Bueno.
3: Hip, hip 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 hip
2: this week our top five one hit wonders we've already been through all of our picks we're at our number ones so far all these songs except for maybe a couple i've heard of and know so that's awesome and then i have to go and look at some of these songs uh because i haven't heard them or i can't hear them in my own little head
0: yeah yeah you'll remember them some of them brian something i forgot the
3: last name already oh brian briggs brian briggs brian briggs yep brian briggs brian briggs see you on the other side
0: see you on the other side with brian briggs
3: uh-huh. okay
0: and he he's not Irish? a rugby player i don't know
2: no <laughs> Is he, i'm assuming he's english i would
0: hope so
3: yeah something like that yeah
2: he's from one of them places
3: he's over there over the pond. the pond number one already
2: no.
0: already yes well, sir. dang well as soon as this topic came up in the randomizer i knew darn well what my number one pick was going to be and it is the brilliant 1988 single by Liverpool band The Laws. And of course, it is There She Goes. Yes. This slice of Mersey Paradise not only does ample justice to their Liverpudlian musical heritage, but I will say this right here and now as one of the biggest Beatle nuts you could ever encounter in your life. There she goes attains Beatle level greatness. This, folks, is a perfect pop song. It's got a simple but effective melody and hook that will worm its way into your consciousness and stay there for the rest of your days and probably beyond. It's everything that I could ever want in a record. What boggles my mind is how this wasn't a bigger hit. Why wasn't There She Goes, blasting out of every window, every car speaker, played incessantly on the radio, and shown in constant rotation on MTV? Yeah, by the time it finally became a hit on its third issue in 1990, even with a little professional spit and polish by one of O3L's favorite producers, Steve Lillywhite, it sounded charmingly quaint. The song would have been huge in 1964, but admittedly probably seemed a wee bit anachronistic rubbing shoulders with the Humpty Dance on Top 40 Radio in 1990. But guess which song sounds more timeless today? And hint if you said the humpty dance let me show you to the door good day sir <laughs> i said good day there she goes stalled at number 13 in the uk and number 49 in the u.s and while it should have been the beginning of the band's commercial fortunes they would never threaten the pop charts after that point despite a marvelous follow-up single in timeless melody the american public tried to atone for their sins by sending sixpence none the richer's well-intentioned, but feeble cover version to number 32 in 1999. But by that time, Law's frontman Lee Mavers was already in exile and remains to this day one of pop music's greatest casualties. The Laws released one near-perfect album and a handful of singles with incredible B-sides, and then they were gone. Then Mavers was off to obsess over whether they were recording on consoles covered in authentic 60s dust, rather than to bless us with his considerable talents. But There She Goes is one of my favorite songs by anyone, anywhere, anytime. I continually checked out the cassette of The Laws debut from my local library until I could finally afford to get my own copy of the CD. And since then, I've gone through, let's see, four different CD pressings, a vinyl reissue, and I've accumulated every single BBC session and demo recording that I can get my hands on by The Laws. I guess you could say that in a mere two and a half minutes, There She Goes packs more wallop and joy for me, than 20 Maroon 5 chart hits, and I'm sure even Adam Levine would agree with me on that. And that's my number one. There she goes by The Laws. Willy wow. Wonka, what a great pick. Yep. Thank you.
2: You're welcome. Pretty good stuff there, man. All right, you guys ready for my number one? Well, oh, you yeah. we are still ready. All right, well, number one this week on my list of the top five one-hit wonders is a song that I have loved since the first time I ever saw the video on MTV. Of course, MTV signed on in August 1981, is save my musical taste by bringing into my home bands and artists that I would have never heard from with the hillbilly and classic rock radio stations in Phoenix at the time they sucked. So, MTV, once again, thank you for 12 years of music. Now go kill yourselves because. <laughs> MTV blows. (laughs) But the band, of course, is Lords of the New Church. The song Open Your Eyes. It peaked at numbers 27 on the U.S. mainstream rock and number 34 on the Canadian top singles chart and number seven on that U.K. indie chart. The song Open Your Eyes. It's uh, scary how relevant this song is in 2020. I mean, the lyrics are poetic and deep and they're scary. And uh, what's even scarier is recently David Hasselhoff, he released his own cover last year. Now he didn't make it his Ooh. own. He had the same music, but it's him singing, uh, "Do yourself a favor, just uh, don't pollute your mind with that song and go <laughs> to the original Lords of the New Church open your eyes version. It still sounds great after 38 years. I love this song. I listen to it. Psh, I would probably say 3-4 times a month easy. I just love this song. I'll probably listen to it after this podcast. But I love this song and if you listen to the words, you're going to freak out because it's definitely pertains to right now. It's so weird. Uh, yeah, that's my number one this week of the top five one-hit wonders, Lords of the New Church, and open he's your eyes. Great, man. So, first of all, Greg. Yes. Uh-oh. I know, Respect the Hoff. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't dislike the guy. I, we probably have a great time. Could you imagine <laughs> going and getting, I wouldn't say drinks because he's an alcoholic, mm. going and get coffee with the guy? I'm yeah, sure. sure he's got a million great stories that he can tell you. I would love to hear him. Do, absolutely. Like go on like a one-man tour and talk about all his years in Hollywood. Oh, he's
0: got some good ones.
3: Done. I'd want to talk about Dodgeball when he did Dodgeball. Dodgeball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a classic, if ever there was one. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Second of all, you are absolutely correct that it is uh, very relevant today. Uh, the opening line, I can't think of it offhand, but it's something about video games, right? Yeah. To send the kids off to war. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah so that's very relevant and number three what
2: a great band they were yeah yep from the guys from the dam from the uh what's something boys dead boys dead boys Dead Boys.
0: the barracudas Mm -hmm. uh was it tony james from generation x was there for a little bit i mean just
2: like a it was a punk rock super group and do you remember very early on in the internet's birth back in the mid 90s they had a rocktopia remember that did you guys ever go to that one? It may still be around. I'm not sure. But the drummer of Lords of the New Church was the guy who was smart enough to like, hey, why don't I get a website to talk about music and try and sell merchandise? And I don't know if it's still up, but Rocktopia hmm. was the uh, drummer's brainchild back in the early days of the internet, back around 96, '7.
0: <laughs> no, I wasn't born back then.
2: Well, I know, but um, <laughs> you can always go back and you know learn stuff, you know, uh, called history. <laughs> yeah, they got it in school. No. Um, but, but, I, but that's one thing about the band that I just love. I mean, they were all very talented guys from all different, you know, bands, and they came together, just like you said, a super group, and they put out this song, and it's just awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Love it.
3: Bueno, what's well, what's your number one? All right. Well, this is a kind of, what uh, we have a reason to live for and never give up per John Zena and the new Radicals, you get what you give. I mean, this song is kind of like what's going on now. You get what you give. The way this world is right now with COVID and everything. I mean, you just never know. So uh, just keep loving people and respect every day. And uh, this video actually was filmed somewhere, and looked like in the San Fernando Valley out there in a mall because by otherwise, uh, this is an incredible song. If you guys haven't heard this one, this is 22 years old. And this is if you have a reason to live, this is you get what you give. My number one top five one hit wonders the new radicals all right and that you guy know? you know
2: the new radicals was really the lead singer it was him yeah. he was, was a producer him. he produced a lot of great songs too yep he just kind of yep. had to like put out that song and you know kind of uh, limp out so he can do it
1: yeah yeah because yep. they
2: say that's why like when he's wearing the fisher's like hat over his eyes they said he he was so bored because the song was so old to him and uh but it was a great i remember spinning this song over and over again on my radio station so yeah Yeah. well that's like the very definition of a one-hit wonder right because i mean
0: that song was everywhere i mean it was played every 10 minutes it seemed like and then i don't ever remember hearing another song from probably did but i don't recall now
3: Mm, yeah there was another one but it just it yeah, there was no nothing on the charts. Actually, I think this one actually hit seventy-five in the Netherlands.
2: Oh, oh look at that! Look,
0: they like the
3: new radicals in the
0: Netherlands. <laughs> yeah, translates yeah. to teased hair.
3: Uh-huh. New radicals. Uh, yeah. All right, even got forty-five in New Zealand, I think. Oh. Yep. yep.
2: All right, honorable mentions. You guys got any? Oh yeah. Yep,
0: I'm
3: sure you do. Go for it. I'll Brad. give
0: you my alternate top five: Let's Marshall do it. Crenshaw, "Someday, Some Way." the waitresses i know what boys like yep. white town your woman yep
2: althea and donna uptown top ranking win in rome the promise wow all good ones all could have definitely yep. been on this list Yep. see i was thinking len steal my sunshine um that, okay. that was one of those songs that were all, all everywhere and then whatever happened to len yep. yep. um so that was probably the one that off the top of my head
3: bueno you Edie Prikel, What I Am, Timbuk Tim yeah. 3, The Future's So Bright, uh, Trio Da Da Da, Translator, no, Everywhere I'm That I'm Not, B-movie, Nowhere Girl, The Vandals, yeah. Lady Killer. I got another one. Um, yep. Tom Tom Club. Yep. Untouchables.
0: Tom Tom Club wouldn't uh, no. count, though. Oh, they had nope. two? Oh, they had, they had Wordy look. Rapping
3: Hood. Oh. No. Uh, Surf Punks, oh, My yeah. Wave, My Beach, Plimsoll's, Oldest Story in the World human sexual response what does sex mean to me and boys don't cry i want to be a cowboy
2: oh yeah remember that lemmy uh, from motorhead is in that video
3: mm-hmm yeah
2: totally remember that song yeah all right well let's go down our list brett what was your top five for this week once again Okay, so my number five was The Clean
0: Tally Ho. Number four, Josie Cotton, Johnny Are You Queer? Number three, The Breeders' Cannonball.
2: Number two, The Vapors' Turning Japanese. And number one, The Laws,
0: There She Goes.
2: And my list kicked off at number five with The Corgis, Everybody's Gotta Learn Sometime. Number four, Tripping Daisies, I Got a Girl. At number three, The Posies, Dream All Day. Number two, Kasha Gugu, Too Shy. And my number one song of the one-hit wonders of the golden age of alternative music is Lords of the New Church, Open Your Eyes.
3: And my number five, Jim Carroll, It's Too Late. It's my number four, Time Zone, World Destruction. Number three, Brian Briggs, See You on the Other Side. Number two, The Bongos, Barbarella. And my number one, You Get What You Give by The New
2: Radicals. Great list. Well done, lads. Yes. Yeah. And Love not it. a crossover in sight. No. Breeders, though, I looked at. I also looked yeah, at The too. Waitresses. I really like, because remember, Christmas rapping, we're going to start hearing those songs uh-huh. coming yep. up pretty soon. So that's yep. exciting. Yep. Right, let's let let's hit that randomizer, see what we're doing next. <laughs> All right. I love
3: Cannonball, man.
2: Such an uh, awesome song. My man. son's name is Cannonball. He was you know, so when he was little, that's what it, we would call him Cannonball, and I'd always go, Cannonball, chuka, 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 chuka. And so and then one day he's like, I don't like to be called Cannonball and I said, All right, Cannonball. <laughs> Who cares what you want? I'm the dad. You get what I give you. You, you. get what you give? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you get, get what, what I you give did. you. Yeah. Welcome to <laughs> the earning advice with Uncle Gray. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are we doing next week? How about the top five songs of 1982? All right. Don't forget, get to our Facebook page, like our page, hit notification, and whenever you see one of our posts, please share it. We would truly appreciate it. Please. Yes.
3: We don't bite, so uh, please post away.
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hard.
0: (laughs) so i still didn't get to uh put matthew wilder on my list so you know there's always next time his album may have been out in 1982 who knows maybe jim backus was maybe jim backus was (laughs) you never know when the right time will be to slip in a little jim backus (laughs) but just wait till the randomizer picks the top five perms or the top five mustaches or the top five denim vests Ooh. Just you wait. I will get Matthew Wilder in there. And thanks, as always, for listening.
3: What happens is top five artists that wear the members-only jackets from the 80s best. I would love that. Matthew Wilder would definitely be number one there. I know. Followed
0: it's by a- uh, probably Air Supply and uh, who's that band? Modern Talking.
3: Didn't Freddie Mercury wear one like that for a while? I thought he wore a white work. Yeah, he yeah. probably did. Yeah, yeah probably. That was
2: like 76 with yeah. the uh, We Will Rock. Remember his bedazzled? I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I still nice.
3: that. Thanks for listening, guys. Episode 39, Top 5 One Hit Wonders, and be bueno.
0: The theme music is Frequency, written and performed by yours truly, Brett Vargo. Any other music in this episode is presented solely for purposes of review, examination, and news reporting. If you like what you hear, go to your record store and pick up the LP, CD, cassette, or 8 track, or stream it if you're one of those newfangled fancy pants. If we're lucky enough to still have these artists with us, go out and see some live music. For the latest updates, join the O3L community at Facebook.com slash Only3Lads. We want to hear from you. And while you're at it, click on the Shop Now link for the coolest threads. Until next time, thanks for listening.
1: It's NFL Draft Season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football